Welcome to the Temple Forum, a podcast from First United Methodist Church in the heart of Chicago. Here we welcome a diversity of voices and conversation about how we live in the world as people of faith. Hello, I'm Jan Engmeyer. One of the worst side effects of the COVID-19 pandemic is not a medically related condition, but rather a rise in anti-Asian bigotry. Asian Americans have been the targets of a growing number of racist incidents over the past three years. And surveys have found that many Asian Americans fear that someone might threaten or physically attack them simply because of their race or ethnicity. On this installment of the Temple Forum podcast, we welcome the Reverend Dr. Dong Jung, Assistant Professor of New Testament Interpretation and the Director of the Center for Asian, Asian American Ministry at Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary. He's also an ordained minister in the United Methodist Church. Welcome to the Temple Forum. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to join you all virtually. <laughs> well, please tell us about your background and how you came to Garrett. Yes, uh, I actually grew up in the Philippines. Um, my name is Korean, and uh, if you meet me in person or online and see my face, I do have the features of a, a typical Korean descent. Uh, um, also, I grew up in the Philippines because my parents are uh, missionaries to the Philippines, actually 38 years and counting. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how long they've been there, and uh, I think they would like to retire there. So technically, uh, biologically, I am Korean, but culturally, and also uh, my mind, my heart uh, belongs in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. So when I get the chance to introduce myself more, I usually call myself Korean Filipino in particular circles. Uh, yeah, so that's where I came from. I came to the U.S. for graduate studies uh, for my Master of Divinity, PhD, and others. And uh, I met my partner, who is a U.S. citizen, and then, you know, you know, speaking of God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> um, uh, marrying a U.S. citizen did change the trajectory of my mission work in a good way. Um, and so I get the chance to serve here in the U.S. Uh, I still go back to the Philippines every year to serve pro bono in mission schools, seminaries, and universities as well. Uh, I'm a lifelong Methodist. My parents are Methodists as well. That's why my dream um, was and is uh, become a professor in a Methodist seminary. And so coming to Garrett is a dream come true for me. Well, that's wonderful. Well, tell us about your mission at the Asian, Asian American ministry at Garrett. Is this something new? Has it been around for a while? And has it taken on a new sense of justice since the pandemic? That's a great question. The center has been in existence for 39 years, actually. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's actually one of the first centers in the whole country to focus on caring for the Asian descent. Um, it, had, it had its ups and downs throughout the years and throughout the decades. And so next year, we'll be celebrating our 40th anniversary. And we're hoping to invite our alums back, prospective and current students, pastors um, in the local vicinity to help us reimagine help us think about the futures of the center of Garrett and also what it means to be Asian descent uh, in this country and also beyond. When it comes to the mission work of this center, we have always focused on um, 
I would say three things. And that is first, we holistically care for our students. Um, for obvious reasons, we are located in Garrett. And so we, we try to make sure that all of their Asian descent students are taken care of. Are they studying well? Are they eating well? Do they have a place to stay? Are they lonely? Um, are they recipients of animosity, of institutional um, racism or anything like that? We are their advocates. Um, second thing that we do is we try to take care of our Asian descent staff members and faculty members as well. Because my uh, approach to all of this is that uh, the staff members and the faculty members has to be, they have to be doing well as well. <laughs> uh, it's not just the students because, you know, um, if they're not doing well, then their class will not go well. And if their class don't go well, then the students will not have, will probably have a less of a good experience in their studies. And the third thing is we want to connect our students um, to the wider community either through churches, conferences, um, NGOs. Um, and we, we try to make sure that they have a network uh, while they're students. And so after they graduate, uh, they don't have to start networking, but their networking process, their ordination or other work, activism, whatever it is, already in process. So they'll have an easier time finding a place or a job for themselves. And your last question, speaking of, justice, especially as a response to the pandemic, definitely. Um, I started uh, this position as the director of the center two years ago. Oh, my. Yeah, right. So, right in the thick of things, yes. Yeah, 2021. But the reason why I mentioned that is I would like to give a shout out to the previous director, Dr. Anjo, who had to... Um, really take care of the Asian descent communities in the middle of the pandemic. Um, I did the second part of it uh, when the pandemic was sort of cooling down. But Dr. Joe, she really took care of our students and staff and faculty. She bought them food. She uh, connected with them, making sure that everyone, every each person is taken care of during the height of the pandemic. And so I just want to give a shout out to her work um, to her love, to her ministry for our Asian descent students and the wider community. And so um, to live up to that um, really uh, generous work of hers, we try to make sure that we check in with our students regularly. I would um, proudly say that my center is probably the center with the highest number of gatherings, <laughs> meal fellowships, where we try to make sure that we see every one of our students, staff, and faculty members, and just checking in with them. Yeah. So this problem of um, the bigotry or the hatred um, of the other in this country and in this world continues. What can we do to try to fight back against that and uh, to do as we are called to do to love our neighbors as ourselves? Uh, great question. First, I would like to, or we, we would like to take care of the person first. When they come to Garrett, before we tell them about this, this system, that system, this way of responding to this and that, we just want to approach first um, on a person to person basis and say, and ask the question, how are you doing these days? 
because we know that these students might be GARE students, but they are also responsible to their communities, to their churches. And this is nothing new for them, especially for our older uh, generations. They have been dealing with racism and hatred throughout most of their lives. And so before we tell them what to do and how to respond, we ask the question, how are you? Have you eaten, actually? When was the last time you had a good sleep? And oh, what can I do? What can I, how can I help? So that is the most, uh, that's the first step that we do, the most important step that we do. And second, since Garrett is an educational institution, we try to help them. We try to equip them um, to respond to this difficult, this difficulties that they will experience wherever they go. And the difficulties doesn't always have to be just about racism. And as you all know, I don't have to tell this to the three women <laughs> in this conversation that sexism, patriarchy, misogyny, is as equally or even more important um, issues that we need to address as well. And so we try to help the students reflect upon the difficulties that they're facing, share the different approaches, techniques, strategies that um, other people uh, have been sharing to us on how to respond to these difficult things. And uh, even spiritually and um, Emotionally, we try to respond and equip them in those areas as well. It's not just all philosophy or theory or theology, but really we try to pray with them, find um, opportunities, moments where we can actually listen and uh, hear their voices and concern and tap into that spiritual connection and emotional connection as well. Um, at Garrett and especially my center, um, we we realize, uh, we recognize the approach, the, the, the limits that we have in responding to all of this. We never claim to have the solution or the approach uh, to ending bigotry and hatred in this world. But uh, we do our best to all those who come to us and to our neighboring communities. And uh, we try to provide as much as we can the resources that we have. You are also an assistant professor of New Testament interpretation at Garrett. And uh, I was especially drawn to this statement from your bio uh, that says, quote, although I advocate for generous biblical interpretations that seek to identify how particular ideas provide comfort to those espousing them, this work is always combined with a ritual pause, a sacred suspicion that certain ideas and interpretations do not serve everyone. What, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Does, does that mean that we're, we can't have one size fits all when we're reading the Bible? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that was my academic take. <laughs> 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 On a very basic concept, to be honest with you, of what I call hermeneutics of generosity. Okay, explain that. <laughs> yeah, hermeneutics of generosity. What I mean by that is... Um, as you probably uh, guessed by now, uh, I have a progressive leaning. Uh, I support progressive ideas and ideologies. And uh, at places like Garrett, which is a bit more progressive, uh, it doesn't mean it's only progressive, but it's just progressively leaning. It's very easy for my class, for myself, and those who are progressive leaning in my institution, in my class, to dominate the discussion to voice one particular perspective and pretty much never have the chance 
I am, uh, I'm not sure coding it, never have the chance to critique ourselves. And for me, that's a big concern. Uh, in as much as I support progressive agendas and ideologies, um, I don't want to replicate the means, the methods of authoritarian, of never being uh, allowed to be questioned, or um, we are better than thou, one trajectory of looking at the world. And I think that kind of thinking, especially biblical interpretation, theology, could become quite toxic, could backfire, and actually we could become sources of hurt and pain and isolation and remorse and all those things because we do not have the heart to be generous to the other. It doesn't mean that just because you're generous that um, you would, you know, how can we say, uh, condone oppressive behaviors. I'm not saying that we should succumb to hateful means, but perhaps um, for the lack of better expression, uh, have room for the other. It doesn't mean that they will, uh, we would allow them to hurt those who are being oppressed, but perhaps we could have the ear to say, to have, to have the ear and listen to them and say, so why, where are you coming from? Why are you saying these things? And after listening to you, am I replicating such hateful things? Am I alienating the other? And so that is the kind of dynamic I hope to see in my class and hopefully in Garrett as well. That yes, we are progressively leaning. Yes, we have particular ways of looking at the world of God and others. And also, um, may, we never, we, may we never stop um, self-analyzing ourselves, self-critiquing self ourselves and continuously grow and progress as we call ourselves in different ways of being and belong and becoming. That's that's great. And I'm glad to hear you say that because I think the far left and the far right um, sometimes suffer from the same problem, <clears throat> just with different perspectives. And we need to meet in the middle somehow. And listening to each other is a great way to facilitate that. That's wonderful. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't covered? Um, well, two things. Um, as a lifelong Methodist um, and also a lifelong uh, United Methodist, as you all know, there is this um, painful reality that's happening right now in our church, the schism, uh, the UMC-GMC divide. And as a UMC elder and also a professor of UMC seminary, I just want to uh, invite my fellow United Methodists and others to, again, as I said, let's be generous with one another. What I mean by that is what's happening right now is a lose-lose situation for both sides. I um, I really don't like when the UMC, the stay UMC people, the, the more progressive or center UMC people declare that they've won that the GMC are losers. I, I really don't like it when we talk in that way, As if, just because they couldn't get certain property, just because you know they're smaller. It really hurts me that um, some people talk in that way of, um, yes, I'm glad you're out. I don't have to deal with you, that your, your denomination is not gonna last. Um, I don't support their ideology um, and yet, 
it breaks my heart because I know many of them that we can't worship together on Sundays, perhaps in different churches, that I can't see them anymore. Perhaps um, I will not have this coffee or lunch with them regularly on Sundays. Even though we have different opinions, it really breaks my heart. And so to all the listeners out there, I hope that we could have a heart of generosity, that even if we don't worship together anymore, that maybe we could have lunch together that we could say, hey, after your church is over, can we come over here to this restaurant? Tell me how you've been. Let's break bread or have pop together <laughs> or rice <laughs> and say, you know what? Um, yeah, we disagree, but perhaps if we talk um, and then maybe one day you'll be pro-queer. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how, how are your kids? How are your family? How's your job? You know, just... Let's let's bring the spirit of Christ in ways that are more healing, regenerative, and community building. Well, that's great. Thank you. And thank you so much for your time and sharing your thoughts with us. I'm Janning Meyer. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Temple Forum. You've been listening to the Temple Forum from First United Methodist Church in Chicago. You can find more conversations like this online at chicagotemple.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please join us again soon.